So, <laughs> um, for those who haven't met me and I haven't had the pleasure to meet you, my name is Elena, and I would love to meet you if I haven't, so please find me after service so that I can have the opportunity to meet you and, and say hello. Hello, Elena. Hi. <laughs> See how simple that was? <laughs> Um, so, you know, everybody is excited. Yes, these are my props for today. So, <laughs> um, so I, I asked to borrow some of um, Justin's amazing lake um, pictures to set the setting for the passage that we're going to talk about today, which is Mark uh, 4. And it's the parable of the sower, and sometimes it's referred to as the parable of the soils. And um, Jesus was teaching by the lake. Um, well, he had gathered by the lake, and the, a huge crowd had gathered, and he was, you know, about to be overtaken. So he goes out onto a boat to teach from the lake. So I kind of wanted to set the scene. That is just some of the uh, most gorgeous pictures. So to help set the scene, imagine that we're all sitting by the lake waiting to hear what Jesus is going to teach, right? And so one interesting thing about teaching on the lake is that water is a natural sound amplifier. So his message could go out further to everybody, much like me speaking through a microphone so everybody in the room can hear me, right? So Mark 4 starts... Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat out on it in the lake. While all the people were along the shore at the water's edge, he taught them many things by parables. And in his teaching, he said, so let me take a step back. So parable, he taught, Jesus taught in parables, and parables use everyday situations. And he used those everyday situations because it was most familiar with the people of that time. And the parables had hidden truths about the kingdom of God. And he knew that when teaching um, parables that there were going to be some people who would receive what he was saying and understand the mystery in the parables and some would not. Right, and the people that would receive it are the people who accepted who he who he is, that he is Jesus, and that he came to um, save the world. Right. So in verse three, it says, "Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering some seed, some fell along the path, and birds came and ate it up." Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly, but because the soil was so shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. 
Still other seeds fell on good soil. It came up and grew and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, and some 100 times. So I have um, a picture of the sower, and one of them is a picture that Van Gogh did. And it's one that, that speaks volumes to a lot of people. And as you can see, the sower, he has his, um, he has his satchel where he's just throwing out the seed. And he's basically just going along, sowing it um, everywhere. The question might come up, why would, why would the sower just sow seed just anywhere? A lot of people may think that it was being careless, but it wasn't. This, this, the sower in this parable is Jesus coming to sow the word, the word of God. And the soils are the people and the way people will receive the word that he is bringing forth, right? The word that he's spreading. So Jesus, in his generosity, he came for the salvation of the world, right? Not just for a specific group of people. So he sowed the seed to everybody. So the word will, the, the intention of the word was to, to, for everybody to have an opportunity to receive his word. So when the sower is out, sowing seed. He's not just doing it carelessly. He's intentionally sowing that seed in every form of soil because even if there's a chance that that seed can grow, then all the more is just it's a wonderful thing, right? So let me show you my prop for a second. Don't laugh. <laughs> so... <laughs> So here's, uh, there's, there are four soils that are mentioned. There's um, where the one where there's rocky, right? And then there's thorns. There's some like um, little uh, toothpicks to represent the thorns, right? And then there's this clear path, and I'm going to put some um, good soil uh, to, to, that would grow the seed around here. So here's the path. Imagine seeds falling there, right? Wind can come, rain can come, and it'll wash it away. It wouldn't give it much chance to grow. So I had to show y'all that before I... Um... And oh, by the way, I was going to do a, um, a big pool and like teach from like, like I'm teaching from the lake. <laughs> it wasn't in the budget. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll be back next month. <laughs> Bigger budget, right? No. <laughs> but, um, and then, okay. So we'll do the seed. So as I'm preparing for this, um, in verse number nine, it says, then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, the 12 and the others around him asked him about the parables, and he told them the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, 
But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing, but never perceiving, and ever hearing, but, not under, but never understanding. Otherwise, they, may, they might turn and be forgiven. And so that is a direct... That is a direct um, quote from Isaiah 6, verse 9. So again, there, he expected some people would receive it and some people would not. So that's one, this is, I'm not going to spend a lot of time in that, but that's a good place to, to dig deeper into on Tuesday for the story. So... I'm going to kind of pretend like the sower here and just sow the seed generously over everything. So let's move on. Then Jesus said to them, so this is, this is one of the parables that Jesus took time to explain. Don't you understand this parable? How will then you under well, how will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word, the word of God. Some people are like seed among the path where the word is sown, and as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes it away. The word was sown in the, takes away the word that was sown into them. So as soon as this is it's taking the word, right? You hear the word, but then as soon as the voices come in the head or somebody comes and tells you something opposite of that or evil comes, then your, your word is not, you're not as rooted into the word, so it's not as rooted into you, so then you start to question. And if you've ever um, experienced people questioning um, your beliefs, right? And if you're not if you're not solid in the word, if it's not solid in you, and then people can make you question your beliefs, right? And it's good, it's healthy to have conversations about your faith because that's how other people grow, right? That's how we have good, healthy conversations about other people. About what our beliefs and how people can share their beliefs, and we can share their beliefs. We are supposed to do that, but we need to be solid in our faith in what we believe and in the Word. And how we do that is we study the Word, not just hear it on Sunday, but actually take this Word and go back and study and read it for yourself. Pray for an understanding from the Holy Spirit, so that you too can. Um, so the word doesn't just as easily, as easily as it came. You ever told a kid not to do something, and then five minutes later they're doing it? Don't touch it. Right. <laughs> I say I'm not the only one. Okay. Others, like seed, are sown in rocky places that hear the word at once and receive it with joy, but since they have no root, they only last for a short time. So imagine my hand is a rocky place. It's a solid place. There's not a lot of soil, 
but if the wind comes or the rain comes or anything, I feel like I have the word, right? But if my hand tilts, there it goes, right? In verse 18, it says, Still others like seed sown among thorns hear the word, but the worries of life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Wow. So, transparency, I've been there. I've heard the word a million times, and um, life happens, right? Where you, fear comes in, where sadness, grief, other things come in, and you forget the promises of God, right? And sometimes when those things set in, you're not thinking, if you're not constantly thinking about the word and hearing the word and meditating on the word, the word, when you come into those situations, the word should just come up out of you. It should come up out of you. You'll be like, where, if you ever have, if you've ever been talking to someone and you're quoting scripture from the Bible, and you're like, where does that come from? That's because you have read the word or heard the word and understood it and it's been written on the table of your heart so where now the Holy Spirit is bringing it back to your remembrance. Another way to look at this is, do we have things in our life that will choke the word? Do we have people in our lives that will choke the word? I had someone in my life who told me to not to pray to Jesus. I said, why? And, you know, they went into this long conversation about um, the name of Jesus and, you know, all this. And so I came back with scripture and I came back with, I studied myself. And so I, I've stood firm on what I believe. And sometimes it's, you, you may not be able to have the exact scripture, but sometimes when you have the Holy Spirit on, in, on the inside of you and you have an experience with God, that is what you stand on. I can't tell you what to do for yourself, but I can tell you this is my experience with God in the presence of God. But back to what I was saying earlier, remember, if there is a chance, so there is still a chance that that seed will grow. Why? Because that's how faithful the God is that we serve. God is uh, the ultimate gardener. He's the ultimate farmer. So anything evil in our lives, he will easily pluck it out, right? Later for unfaithfulness, unforgiveness, anger, depression, all of these things can come out. And now once you're in a good community like church, once you have a faithful pastor who teaches the word every Sunday, once you have a community that's praying for you, once you're connected and once you, you start growing roots into the word, that's when you start feeding and that's when the seed 
starts coming up, right? So the seed that, in verse 20, the seed that falls on good ground, other seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce crops, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. So how does that apply to us? We come in here on Sunday to be built up, to be edified with the word, right? Not, for, not so much for what we do in here, but it's what we do outside of church. It's who we are outside of church. Are we serving outside of church? Are we, are we praying for people outside of church? If people come up to us and they ask us for prayer, are we praying for them then? Are we feeding people outside of church? Are we serving communities outside of church? Are we helping the people to see Jesus outside of church, right? It just doesn't happen on Sunday. It happens all the time. But also, if I don't see Jesus in somebody else, how would I have come to Christ, right? So some because I saw Christ and somebody else, and I had experience with Christ, now I'm coming into Christ, right? So we are called to make disciples, all of us, right? Everybody may not be an apostle or preacher or teacher, but we all have been called to share the love of Christ with everybody. Okay. So for those who say, Elena, okay, that's, that's all well and good. Too far over my head. I've never sown. I've never farmed. have another example for you. I got you. Okay, modern day. <laughs> this, is <a> light, <laughs> this is a light bulb, right? And this light bulb has purpose. It is to be light in a dark room, right? It is to overcome darkness. It has purpose. It has potential. Nobody sees it right now. But if I open it up, and imagine this is a seed, and I'm planting the seed or placing it, the light. So what I've done is I've plugged the seed into a constant source of electricity. That's what powers that, right? Us, what powers us is the word of God. That's what keeps us sustained, right? So no matter, don't be discouraged. If you feel like you're in a thorny place or you feel like your heart is cold and you can't receive the word of God right now, I'm so glad you came because there's nothing more powerful than being in the presence of God. And every time you come under the word of God, you are sowing a seed. And even though you sow a seed into someone and you don't see the fruit right away, understand that even John had to come and pave the way 
for Jesus, for the work of Jesus, right? So John may not have gotten to see everything, but he was part of the process. So let your light shine. Don't hide your light. Let it shine. We are all called to be light in the dark. And Pastor Justin's going to come up and lead us into communion. Nice. There we go. All right. <laughs> um, but Elena um, made that. She made the whole box, the, the terrarium that we got to experience there to see the illustration of the seed falling on the different types of ground. That seed is the Word. The Word is Jesus. The very one who is speaking the parable is the one that is being planted in our hearts. The seeds being scattered generously, both here and as I picture that, up and down the street among the churches of Franklin Street that are proclaiming the Word today. Y'all, the Word is going forth. And the word was in the beginning, the very word that spoke all of creation into existence, the very word that invited us to be partners with God in the garden, in the very beginning, to be the stewards of the creation that was spoken forth. And that same word is inviting us today to be in relationship, to be in partnership with the one who made us. That that invitation is for each and every one of us. And so as we prepare our hearts to come to the table, to receive the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to take just a moment to, to just take inventory of the soil of your heart. The soil to receive the seed? Is it feeling rocky? Is it feeling overgrown with weeds or thorns? Is it being trampled by something in your life? Are there birds coming in to steal the seed from the soil of your heart? No matter the state of the soil, the seed is being scattered today. And so the invitation is for you to receive it. To let it grow. To give it the sunlight that it needs. To give it the water that it needs by being in community with one another. By digging into the word together. If you want to dig into this a little bit more on Tuesday nights, we're meeting at Banchan to go deeper into the Word, to learn and grow together. These are the things of the sunlight and the water, right? And also serving our community, serving one another. Acts of service to are the sunlight and the water to prepare space for these seeds to grow. 
So friends, the body and the blood is broken and poured out for you. And so for the disciples who had eyes to see and ears to hear as they sat at the table with Jesus on the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it to say, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Take and eat of it, all of you. And so though it was a normal loaf that night sitting at the table, and even for us today, this is a beautiful loaf of bread. But today, it is the power and presence of God to meet you, that he took the cross on your behalf. And when we walk in the ways of Jesus, we experience death in this world. But... He has overcome the grave, that as we follow him through death, we also follow into resurrection life. And so we take and we eat the bread and remember what he has done for us. And in so doing, he took the cup that night as well and said, this is the blood of the new covenant. It is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sin. All of those things in your life that separate you from me, all of those things that make the soil not fertile, this is to cover all of that. And this is to make the fertile soil of your heart ready for the seed so that it may grow. And so as we come to the table today, friends, I pray that this bread and this cup be for you a means of experience God's grace. That it may be an experience of God's presence for you. And so we invite you to come. Our servers are going to be right down front here to tear off a piece of the bread and then to dip it in the cup. There's also a gluten-free option if you need it. And the floor on this side is super slick today. Just to keep the adventure going, in case you did not see the sign or you have not yet experienced it. For whatever reason, that side aisle is slick, so please mind your step. You can move slowly toward the table today. If you run, just be mindful. Um, <laughs> so, friends, I am, can I invite Kimberly and Pixie <laughs> to come on down? <clears throat> if you are just feeling a tug and you're not sure what to do with this seed that is being cast today on the soil of your heart, y'all, I'll be right over here and ready to pray with you if you would like someone to just meet you in that. If I can just pray over something you're going through, I would love to meet you in that today. My friends, come taste and see that the Lord is good.